I'm Michael Alcoholic. I'm going to start with the set-aside prayer. God, please set aside everything I think I know about you, God, the steps, recovery, the big book, what's best for me, what's best for others. Especially help me let go of my old ideas so I can live on your spiritual truth. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace and mercy on me. Help us to carry your message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so uh, we're on uh, how it works. Uh, we start over the book, and I don't know how long it took us to get here, but I covered the first paragraph on the how it works. It's read as every meeting. I call it the how it works preamble, the first three pages. And then we get into step three and four and how it works, and steps four through 11 and into action. And we covered last week, how does it work? How it works, why is it titled that? How, how do we find the, the relationship with God that gives us the power to live? How do we do that? And they're gonna give us, tell us precisely what they did to recover from hopeless condition of mind and body. So you get to this point on page 58 where you've really only done the first two steps in the big book, and now you're getting ready because you're willing to believe that there's a power that, get, that can help you. And it says lack of power is your problem, and we have to find a relationship with God, and now they're going to tell us, how do we do that? How do we get this power to live? How do we get it to work in our lives? And what do we have to do? Now, it doesn't say this is how we think it works or let's talk about it. This is action. How does it work? What's the action required? And then the next chapter is very interesting. I think they mislabel it. It says into thinking, doesn't it? No, it says into action because our thinking got us here. So it's, it's a program of action. And uh, we covered the first paragraph. There's a lot of information in there. It tells us who can and cannot recover or will not. And it talks about being honest. It mentions honesty three times in there. And now they're going to get us ready to look at the steps of recovery. It says, our, our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like. Not good, was it? How, what were we like before we had this spiritual experience? What were we like before we took the action of the steps? what it was like, and then what happened? What happened, what happened to change me? And then what, what am I like now, and how have I kept that change? Now, I wrote here, uh, I wrote there, how many steps do you have to take before you drink again? Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> you have to take quite a few. Now, uh, what's step zero? Step zero, I heard a speaker, and I wrote a thought on it, and uh, I mentioned his name once, or I mentioned it, and somebody told me that I was uh, ruining his anonymity. But he, he's, he died. Uh, his name was Joe Hawk, and he was a really great speaker. And he died several years ago. And uh, he, he talked about step zero is when you come to AA and you're, you, you're defeated, but you haven't done any work. And how long can you stay in that state of grace before you drink again? And that's why I try to get people into the book right away and try to get them to step three soon. But sometimes I do it too fast because I'm worried about them. And so, but until you're doing step three and the actions of four through 11, 
you don't have that relationship with God. And, and uh, if you've decided, so you have to make a decision that you want what they have. Now, to do that, you don't want what you, you have to not want what you have. Now, you have to say, I don't want what I have anymore. Now, I asked somebody what their plan was of recovery, and they got mad at me. But that's okay. You've forgiven me, haven't you, Nate? Yeah. Good. <laughs> because, see, when I came in, I had a plan, but it was my plan, and it wasn't a good one. And I met a nice uh, older man. He's younger than I am now, but he was older, and he was in AA for a long time. And uh, he gave me instructions. They were very simple. Call him every day and don't drink. And uh, I wanted what he had, because he had, he had peace. And I didn't want what I had. And I was willing to go to any length to get it. Now, Mark gave us a, a long, this very, very intellectual analysis of what any length means. It means any length, right, Mark? And so if, are you willing to go to any length? That means whatever people ask you. Now, I know when I came in, I was willing to go to any length because I was really, really beaten down. But am I still willing to do that today? I hope so. Because you have to be willing to do it every day. Because remember, it says we can't rest in our laurels, right? Alcohol is a cunning foe. And any length means any length of someone else's plan. You get it? It's not, I'm going to set a plan and I'm going to go to any length to get it because if it's my plan, it's based on self. It won't work. And, and how do you get to go, to, be willing to go to any length? Pain, suffering, humiliation. Anybody have a lot of fear when they came in here? Anybody really in bad shape? I was in bad shape. And I was willing to go to any length. And, and actually, I was really grateful that I was alive. And so I want a new way. That's what I wrote here. I have all these notes on here. And, um, and then you have to know what they had. So you have to know what they had. And that, that they tell you that in the book up to page 58. And then they tell you in the uh, 58 to 88 exactly what they had and what they did. Is that something? They'll even tell you they were, had freedom from anger. Isn't that something? Anybody want that? They had freedom from fear. And they had the ability to pause before they made selfish decisions and harm them and others. And so uh, remember I talked about this a little bit. I think I talked it after I had recorded, but it occurred to me, you know, I'm a slow person. It occurred to me like a week or two ago that what we're doing in AA is we're treating a personality disorder. And personality disorders, if you look in the DMV or whatever, that's no, not the DMV. <laughs> the, uh, what's that coding book? There's a coding manual for doctors. You can see DCM. I've... DCM. I've been retired a while. So... Uh, the DCM, if you look, we, we have a personality disorder. And if you look up like narcissistic personality disorder, Google it, it doesn't have any good treatment. <laughs> There's no medicines for it. There's nothing. And what Dr. Sokowitz was saying, we need an entire psychic change, remember? 
And that's what uh, Jung said, you have to have a whole rearrangement of your ideas and attitudes. So what we're really trying in AA is to go from a, and we, when we read Second Step Proposition Exercise, Dr. Thiebaud talks about it, that we go from a narcissistic personality to one centered on God. And when we, once we start saying we're willing to go to any length, that we're willing to do whatever it takes, we're no longer narcissistic personality disorder. We've changed a little bit because we're turning away from ourselves. And then the steps are how we keep turning away and then how we stay turned. But it's, we have to do it all the time because we're going to turn back to ourselves. Did anybody get into self today at all? Anybody? Yeah. Nobody? I was the only one. I was in the food store, so you know what happened. Right? <laughs> no, it wasn't the food store. Where was all those coupons or something? I can't remember. I said, boy, I better talk about this at the meeting. But it really didn't bother me very much at all. I just laughed about it. Oh, she kept pushing the buttons and exchanging things, and I couldn't figure it out. I was just waiting there. and it, it, Those kind of things would have bothered me. I would have thought she's stupid, you know. She's not doing it fast enough, and why do I have to wait? Instead, I just said, boy, I need to talk about this at the meeting, because this is, used, used to bother me. Does this make any sense? And I, I just laugh at myself now. So you're ready, if you want what they have and are willing to go to life, then you're ready to take the steps. So you have to be ready to take the steps. And what do you have to, what do you have to be ready? What makes you ready? You don't want what you have anymore. You're willing to go to any length. You're completely defeated. You're, you're following directions. Now notice it doesn't say you're ready to take certain steps they're talking about their steps, because that's what they're going to tell you on the next page. So people talk about the steps, but the steps are their steps, what they did to recover. They tell you that in the beginning. And so I didn't have a plan that worked. My plan got me here, got me a wristband. Uh, oh, boy. I made so many bad decisions. Anybody else make bad decisions and harm people? and? Uh, you know, I didn't murder anybody or anything like that, but I could see how my self-centeredness really just wrecked havoc in my life. And it says, uh, so you're ready to take the steps. So guess what the next line it did? At some of these, we balked. Why? Because we're alcoholics. You know, and somebody says, well, you know, these look pretty drastic. Isn't that what the guy says in a vision for you? He's dying. He says, well, these steps look pretty drastic, but once I made up my mind, to follow through on them, then his life changed. And that was AA number three, and that's in a vision for you. We balk. Now, balk is, a, is in uh, when the pitcher makes a false move, and uh, he fakes going, and he, he doesn't completely stop. But balk means you don't want to do it. You're, you're fighting it at some of these. So how many steps can you balk at? None. They're going to tell you that because they're going to tell you. You see, they know you're going to balk. So they say you're ready to take a step. And then the next, at some of these, we balked. Some of these steps. We thought we could find an easier, softer way. And it really should be, we thought we could find an easier, softer doing it my way. Uh, we need to rewrite the book. We'll call New York. But it says, but it says we could not. They tried it. So they're telling you up front, 
don't don't screw around. Don't bark. Go be willing to go to any length because they tried it and they it didn't work. Remember, they worked with a lot of alcoholics, and it started in 1935 with Bill and Bob, and by the time they wrote the book in the late 38, they had like what 70 people sober. Think about that. In the first year and a half, they had like 15 people. This is a bad disease. And I can't tell you how many people I've seen come and go in the years I've done this. And they're not good or bad. It's just that's the disease. And so we have to fight our way, right? We have to fight looking at things differently. And the way we do that is we stay willing. We stay 100% willing to do whatever it takes. And I'm willing to do that today. It says, with all the earnestness at our command, all the conviction, they're begging me to be fearless and thorough from the very start. That means fearless means to do it, not be afraid, and thorough. How thorough do you need to be? Very thorough. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas. Now, I call that our rock. Remember the book, Drop the Rock? All your old ideas, everything you think you know, all your character defects. All my old ideas, my mental concepts, and, and really it was everything I thought I knew. I was wrong about everything. You know why? Because I thought if I managed well, then my life would be good. And I knew if you did what I thought you needed to do to make me happy, it would work. Anybody see the problem with that? Yeah. Yeah. It's taken me years to understand that I don't need to worry about what Patty needs to do to make Patty happy. It sounds pretty obvious, doesn't it? But I do relapse. <laughs> and sometimes I'll say, well, honey, well, you, you, maybe you want to do that. But you see, can't do that. All right, I'm just babbling away. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas. So what's the, one of the old ideas that's going to kill you? Your idea about God. A lot of people have a problem with their idea about God. Their ideas about their resentments, their fears. See, I learned in working the steps that all my resentments are wrong judgment, and all my fears are wrong belief, and all my actions based on self were wrong. I didn't know that when I came in. And some people call it the ego. Uh, and how, how, how do you know when you have an old idea? You'll go through the day and you'll realize you're wrong about something. You're seeing something wrong and you're seeing it differently. And I, that really makes me happy when I do that. I feel good. Because that's God working in my life. And the result was nil. Now, is nil good? How much is nil? Nil. And that we read this line, some of us think it's great, but do we really understand I have to let go of everything I think I know all the time? Isn't that what step four is? And step 10 is watching for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, I ask God at once to remove them. The result's nil until we let go absolutely. Uh, and I wrote of what? What do we have to let go of absolutely? Everything. Complete surrender of my way my will, what I want. What does it say in that uh, second step? I have to write everywhere. What I want doesn't matter, right? It's what God wants for me that matters. 
it says, and I, I wrote, old ideas prevent me from being fearless and thorough. Because I'll get an old idea that'll say, well, you don't need to do that step right away, or you don't need to go to the meeting, or you don't need to calm today, right? You see how it works? These old ideas, when I, th I believe my thinker, and my thinker tells me things, and I think that they're true, those were old ideas. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Now, alcohol is, uh, and I wrote, my old ideas block me from God. They block me from the world of the spirit. And then in 10 and 11, I have to watch for my old ideas coming up all day long so I can stay in the world of the spirit with God. Got a lot of notes in here. I've done a lot of meetings on this. So alcohol is a liquid, is it not? So it's in a bottle right? It's a liquid in a bottle, and yet it's cunning, baffling, and powerful. How can that be? It's a liquid. It's not going to jump out and strangle me, is it? So how is it cunning, baffling, and powerful? In our mind, that liquid tells me that it's going to do something for me, and it's going to change the way I feel. You see how much power it has over me? It's in my mind. If I have that drink, it'll get better cunning and it's always there alcohol is always there it's always around cunning baffling and powerful it with help without help it is too much for us is that true it says at certain times we have no defense against the first drink us today right without help it's too much for me today i don't have any power over alcohol today i have power to seek god and god gives me the power over alcohol and I need, and it can't be human help. Do you see that? It can't be human help. It has to be God. And we get perfect help from God. Isn't that amazing? God gives us perfect help. And he can't do but give us perfect help. Does that make sense? Because he's God. And so what we have to do is take the actions so that God can do, give, give me perfect help. It says, but there is one who has all power. Everybody agree with that? That one is God. So the definition of God in AA is pretty simple. One who has all power. And he's above everything. And it says, may you find him now, exclamation point, capital H. It doesn't say go slow, does it? It doesn't say, wait a while, don't rush the steps. I've heard that. You don't want to go too fast. I've heard people tell someone, don't go too fast. Well, you're dying. So the, the cancer patient's going to say, now, doctor, I don't want to go too fast with my treatment. It doesn't make any sense, does it? You know, whatever it takes. And now, why do they say now? Because it's in the now that you find God. It's only in the now, in the moment. Now, when I'm sitting here, if I'm thinking about tomorrow, I'm not in the now. Is that correct? <coughs> if I'm worried about tomorrow, and I'm doing a Bible study tomorrow, and it's not an easy group. And so I, I don't want to worry about that yet. I'll worry about that tomorrow. And if I'm thinking about something that happened today that bothered me, then I'm not in the now. And if I'm not in the now, God can't work. And this lady, uh, uh, she's, you can listen to her, an XA speaker. She's dead, but she gave this talk 
1972, Freedom from Bondage. And she wrote that problems with alcohol, uh, alcoholics is that they can't live in ongoing time. They li either live in the future or in the past, and they bring the future and the past into the now, and they're not with God. And all the steps do is put the future and the past out here so I can be in the now with God. And that's really what step four is about, to recognize when you're in the past and the future. And then steps 10 and 11 is how do you live in the now? How do you get back into the now with God? And if I'm in the now with God, then I have a power over alcohol. Isn't that true? And so that's why it says we'll react sanely and normally to alcohol when we're in fit spiritual condition. Now, fit spiritual condition isn't complicated. It's are you in the now or not? And if you're in the now with God, you're in fit spiritual condition. And then the following paragraphs tell you how you stay in fit spiritual condition all day long. Because we get on and out, in and out of it, right? We get back in the self, then we have to get back to God and say, God, oh, you know, remove that fear, remove that character defect, remove my judgment, remove my intolerance. And then it just happens. God just does it. It says, half measure the veil does nothing. So half measures give you nothing. And so they, they're pretty, pretty straightforward here. And the measures mean the plan or course of action to achieve a particular result. So if you do half of that, you get nothing. You don't get 50%. A lot of people like to come in and tell us how long they were sober before they relapsed the last time. And that's good. I understand they're trying to make us feel like they're okay. They're, they're not so bad, and that's okay. But uh, if we do half measures, we're not going to make it. We won't get emotional sobriety. We may stay sober, but you won't be at peace with yourself, God, and the world. So it says, we stood at the turning point. Anybody there? And they're telling you this is what they did. Notice everything is, is about them. Without help, it's too much for us. We, may we find him now. We find you find him. Half measured availed us nothing. They stood at the turning point. What did they do? They asked his protection and care with complete abandon. And I did that when I surrendered on uh, February 8th, what, almost 21 years ago. And I asked God to help me. Asked his protection care. And we have to do it with complete abandon. Now it says on page 63, when we do the uh, third step prayer, it, it tells you the third step prayer. But then after it, it says, we thought well before taking the step, making sure we're ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. So I need to give myself completely to God. Complete abandon. Now, what happens if I hold on to something that, and I, I don't give God everything, that will bother me. I'll manage that area of my life. I'll have fear. I'll have resentment. And I won't be connected with God. It could be money. It could be your marriage. It could be work. It could be people. But whatever you're not giving to God, then that's going to be your higher power. Does this make sense? And so we've got to give them everything. Now, do any of us do that perfectly? No. See, some days I'll give them all of this, but I end up holding on to that for a while, and then that doesn't work, so I give them that. And then later on, something else will come up, 
And so that's, that's what happens. But the idea is that I want to let go of everything that's blocking me from God. I don't want to manage any area of my life. I just want to give it to God so I can be of service. My role is to play God's role for me and to do his work well, you see. And then, um, and, and how, much, how much powerless do you have to have? How much willingness, you see? It's, it should be, try to be 100% all the time. So here are the steps we took. Notice past tense. They took these steps and they had recovered which are suggested as a program of recovery. So the program of recovery is not suggested. Do you see that? It's suggested that you take the steps if you want to have what they had. And what they had was this program of recovery. Now, before this was given to the world, there was no hope. There was no plan. And so these, these words have changed, saved my life. And then we're going to go through that. We'll go through the steps on Saturday. I'll go through them and show how they all relate. And so it'll probably be, what, eight-hour meeting? Uh, nobody laughed. Uh, that, yeah, that'll be step two. All right, Scott, keep coming back. Yeah, yeah. And I have to review. So we may not even get to step two. Yeah, yeah. all right, stop it. All right, and we'll, all right we've had enough. Thank God the Chiefs won. All right, so we're going to cover that, and we'll, uh, we'll open it up. And I think we have plenty of time. We'll go around the room. Everybody comment. 